Hello and welcome to The Big Chat, a podcast that champions individuals and businesses at the heart of their communities. Um, Making sure they understand how accountable they need to be in the business, but being positive throughout so that they literally love what they do. I think magazines will always be around. I think there'll always be a market for them. I think advertisers like being on paper. But in another way, it actually gave me that time to really grow and develop and, um, yeah, build it, basically. We try to communicate more with clients than most accountants do. The Big Chat. This is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the chance to have their say, their way. Hello, my name is Nicole and welcome to The Big Chat. This is this is the third three, run yeah. third run of today, isn't it? I'm well like, done, you've carried wow, the three. I've managed. And this how is many, Giles. How many drinks Giles have you Giles Bailey Phillips. I've had one drink. <laughs> Thank you. I'd quite like another one. But no. <laughs> yeah, you might need one. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the big chat. We're at Local and Live Takeover with my are. good friend and podcast producer, Giles Bailey Phillips. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. Thank you, yeah. You'll put me to shame today. You understand a lot more about what's going on today than me having well, been in a band. I guess, in a, yeah, in a way. But I mean, funny enough, you guys uh, have come in. Remind me of the name of the band. <laughs> it's Code Marla. Code Marla. And you guys have played um, this festival before, but when it was back at the Forum, and I, I have the, had the privilege of playing at the Forum back in the late 90s, early noughties. It's a great venue. Um, yeah, I absolutely love the Forum. Yeah. I used to live literally opposite. Oh, okay, brilliant. It, just to walk over any night for a gig yeah. is just amazing. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant. I always, we always loved playing at the Forum. It was just always a great venue. And the fact that it used to be a, a public lavatory, I believe, yeah. um, is, is it makes it even more special in some ways. Was it really a public? I th- so, so the myth. Apparently, the, the men's urinals are original. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. If you, like if you want to see some history, yeah. you know where to go. Largest in Europe, I think. Yeah, largest in Europe, I think it was. Yeah. But yeah. But it's great. So you guys started playing local and live was where you, you used to play down there. Well, the reason why yeah. being because you're a bit sort of yeah, bit more so less mainstream, a little bit heavier. I, w- I would say so. Yeah, generally we're a bit heavier than a lot of the bands who are playing. Uh, so we cross electronic music and rock music together. Uh, more in the electronic side, I would say, but it does get quite heavy in the rock side as well. So similar to as you uh, mentioned before, Enter Shikari, Pendulum, yeah. a little bit Lincoln Park, those yeah. kind of vibes. And, that, and those kind of bands heavily influenced for you? I mean, what sort of bands were you into? Yeah, when yeah you I think so. I mean, I originally started as a solo project of just me playing live bass and doing all the other stuff with gadgets mm. on stage. And that was very just kind of pure dubstep, maybe okay. a little bit trip hop. And then got Fraser along to add some guest guitar and started off with just little twiddly bits. Then he added more and more heavy bits. And then we found Billy at an open mic night. He's not here at the moment. Hopefully going to be here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's the rapper in the band. Okay. He, he joined in 2017, I yeah. want to say. About that. Yeah, and then that's when we've kind of solidified where we are now. Yeah. And what? Yeah. So, what kind of bands were you? Uh, you know, have you come from what kind of bands have influenced you? Growing up playing guitar, it's all just like classic rock and stuff. Mm. But but when you're at school, you start listening to some dubstep, some drum and bass, and stuff like that, and you start trying to think, okay, how can I? How can I play guitar over this stuff instead? Yeah. And you find that you've got all your pedal boards out and you're just making some really weird sounds and you try and put bits and bobs here and there and just sort of goes from there. Yeah. So have you got a lot of pedals? 
No, so now what, what I do is basically I just use a massive MIDI port. Oh, okay. Um, and everything's on the Mac. Right, so okay, so you have that Guitar on rig on there and just pick and choose sounds from there and just spam the buttons and see what so happens. So you're just using those presets, pre uh, plugins and stuff That's like that. That's it, yeah. yeah. Just like muck, muck around with some plugins and yeah. create some weird sounds and just use that instead. That's yeah. amazing, yeah, Over yeah. the years, I added loads of pedals and gadgets and everything and then it got to a point where it's like there is too much equipment here. yeah yeah it just <laughs> so, gets ridiculous doesn't yeah, it yeah i mean back down midi seems to be the way to go yeah so, yeah so definitely we don't have to carry any amps around you just got it's amazing yeah pc one pedal board and that's it yeah oh god i might i might have to talk, talk to you guys about that because yeah. i've still got a massive mess of boogie wig but you know when i have a not that i play many gigs these days but yeah it's a, it's a nightmare to carry around right. so don't get me started talking about tech i'm a massive <laughs> yeah. nerd when it comes to stuff like that i'm I like not, literally I not shut up. don't even know how <laughs> to press like, the what? button yeah that's what, this is the only reason <laughs> like, i'm here today he I have produces to... all the podcasts <laughs> for me because he's always like nicole have yeah. you pressed the button? It's, you know, we got this machine because it's got a big button? red button on it yeah. that says record. It's so like red. It shouldn't be red. Surely green is go and red is stop. <laughs> yeah. So it really messes my mojo. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, I so never thought about that, but yeah, that yeah. makes perfect you know sense. I mean? yeah. Come on, that makes sense. Right? So you did so you had lots of lots of gear and you've sort of stripped it back down now. Yeah, yeah. I mean ideally what we would quite like to do is actually turn the band fully live because we use I program the beats and then we play those out through a laptop through DJ software. Mm. But the the ideal situation I think would be to find a drummer and just have a full sure, live yeah, yeah. band. But um, it's, yeah, it's been working working well enough for us at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So if you know any drummers, <laughs> yeah, send them our way. We did meet one a minute ago actually. Yeah, he might be up for it. Might be. <laughs> yeah, There's a few here today. Yeah, probably. yeah, you might be able to Take collar someone. Yeah. How? So, how did you guys meet then? So, you mentioned sort of how long? How long have you been? Oh my god! I mean, we we've been friends for years. Can you talk about that? So. <laughs> friends of friends, hanging yeah. messy out. house parties, yeah, messy <laughs> house parties, turning up at each other's houses and finding an instrument in the corner and yeah. twiddling around. You didn't even play guitar that much when you joined the band, to be Mate, fair. I barely play guitar at all now. <laughs> <laughs> so, you just rock up. Yeah, I just rock up and just try and piece something together, really. Yeah. To, to it, because of the, the type of music that I was making at the start, the guitar parts were all just very simple little, like, dee dee bits. I was like, Fraser, you own a guitar. You can yeah. And then as you started to actually, you know, learn to play, I was like, oh, no, actually play some proper guitar on this. Brilliant. <laughs> so, so have you been probably been playing for a long time you know is it been from a young age yeah i mean well the, the band as a whole since i started solo has been going for about 10 years well I mean, i've been playing bass for 20 years now i think yeah I'd yeah i think so like finding a guitar in your house and just like fiddling with it for a little bit and see what happens but i mean i didn't put any effort in over the last <laughs> but uh, until like maybe like three or four years ago started <laughs> as, you still look pretty laid out. back it's like, yeah. yeah like this is good i like it well it's i mean if if you're getting too stressed out by it you shouldn't be doing it I mean? especially when it comes to music i think Agreed. but just take it as it comes yeah. and if, if a moment catches you you pick it up and you play it i've now collected through like oxfam shops and all that a, a few guitars so now I've got one in each room. Yeah. So now the moment takes me, I can just reach <laughs> out and grab one. It's only some like cheap like kids guitar, but if you want to, if you've got something in your head, yeah. Otherwise, you'll never pick it up because you've got to go somewhere. The one to time it. you're going to be in that room with your equipment now, and something comes to you, when's that going to happen? Yeah. So that's a kind of good little. Idea. Well, I, I, I've got guitars up in in, my, in quite a lot of rooms in the house as well. I think yeah. It's, yeah, it's vital to sort of have something nearby that yeah. When a riff comes in your head, you just want to get it. Even like. You watch the end of a film and the soundtrack that's playing on the credits sounds really good. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll have a bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and off you go. Yeah. So how many guitars have you got at home then? Only like 
Only 20. Four, <laughs> four five, I four think. Five, okay. But like the majority of them are just like five pounds of the Oxfam shop yeah, on the yeah. road or something like that. You know, just something I can have in the corner that will stay tuned and I can just pick up. And, and if it sounds any good, I'll go upstairs to a proper guitar and, yeah. and see what happens, you know. Yeah, I think what we like about having the live uh, guitars in the band, because we, had, we had tr did try before just using um, button machines and sure. things like that, is that people can, I feel like people in the audience can connect a bit more. Yeah. Generally, people are more familiar with someone holding a the guitar. They know, okay, yeah, he's doing that, he's making sound. Back when we were just pressing buttons, even though we could be doing really complicated stuff, yeah. no one knows. Unless you've got, <laughs> yeah. unless you've got a camera looking down yeah. on what you're doing. Even then, people are like, well, it's just some coloured buttons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He could be doing anything. Yeah. He could be playing Pac-Man. Well, we're doing loads now, and no one really. Well, knows. funny enough, I think like you know, if you see it with, in the past, like with bands like the Prodigy and stuff, having live guitarists come on and live vocalists, yeah. it does make a big difference to that performance. Yeah, yeah it's it something does. to look at as yeah. well. When I go to regular DJ gigs, I'm like, where, where do I look? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, oh, the stage, but I can't. There's just a guy standing there going like this. <laughs> yeah. But it's making love, music, but, yeah. ultimately, it's all making music, right? So it's like, yeah. that's what, you know, if you understand music, you get that. But it's whether you're playing a guitar or you're, you know. Yeah, exactly. Again, when we were doing more of the, the kind of button machines, it was a case the people who would come up after us were only other people who were really into tech and they kind of knew what it was. They're like, oh, using the APC-40. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no one would ever come up and be like, that was a, that was a sick riff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how, how did you meet Paul? How have you, obviously, you've been at the Forum. You lived opposite the Forum. You yeah. Paul was. I mean, I feel like Paul's just a part of the town. He really <laughs> like, is. Yeah, yeah. We need a statue. A, yeah, Can we have a statue of Paul, please? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, uh, I, mean, I played my first gig at the Forum when I was, 15 I'd barely been playing very long they shouldn't have let me on stage um, and then I went to the forum probably the first time when I was 20 since so like 15 years ago or something just to see some friends bands so you just get talking to the people who organize it all and then when I was finally in a stage that I could approach Paul and ask if I could play at the Grey Lady <laughs> which we did at first when it was more chilled out stuff now as it became heavier yeah when it was just it, instrumental just like mellow stuff yeah, it's Grey Lady-ish but it couldn't get away in the grey lady now, I don't think. It's a bit bit too heavy yeah. for that now. Even when we were doing just the pure dubstep, we, it was old school dubstep, so it was very reggae and two-step influenced, just very mellow, big bass, but not, not like the modern Skrillex stuff or anything like that. So that was okay for the grey lady. And then as we started adding in the heavier guitars, we were like, okay, we're more of a forum band now. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to listen to this. Yeah, so, you, so the band's really evolved yeah. quite a lot during yeah, your time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, I think because me, you and Billy, we all bring different influences to the, mm. to the band. Yeah, definitely. And I've, I've got a very eclectic music taste as well. I'll be as happy listening to Christina Aguilera as I am Slipknot as I am, yeah. you know, Skrillex or whatever. So, yeah, we all bring it and every track's a little bit different. We've got some tracks that are just pure, pretty much pure rock, yeah. and metal. Yeah. And then some someone else will come up bass. with the bass idea and whoever comes up with the bass idea it's like their baby and it will sound mm. completely different to the rest of the stuff we've come up with so and it's actually obviously you've moved now to doing you know you obviously before you were doing the smaller venues because of the because the, the music was heavier you didn't think it was quite but it did something like i think with this day and age where there's so much music available to people there is more of an appetite for, for different types of music and like now obviously you're on the live stage here um, you know, do you think there's that that sort of thing that's changed and people's more of an appetite for sort of different genres? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's, it's weird because I was talking to some, some people the other day and I've got young cousins as well. And I said, when I was a teenager in like the 
late 90s, early 2000s, music was like your identity and there was a lot of rivalry yeah. between people who were into different genres. And now, from talking to, to the kids I know, there doesn't seem to be that because mm. everyone just mixes genres. You don't really have, you know, the metalheads uh, you know, against all the jungle heads or anything, just yeah. everyone crosses together. Yeah, certainly. Though, well, yeah, I'm sort of same image as you and thinking like back in the day, you would never listen to like yeah. uh, any dance music if you yeah. were into rock music. It was very much... You'd have much to be a, in secret. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I do wonder... <laughs> You'd never if maybe admit like, it, would you? Yeah. You'd never admit no, it. No, no, definitely yeah. not. Yeah. You even dressed well, that like, way. Even when yeah. I remember I was like, when back in the day, I was like, I remember just being ostracized because I was really into the cure and everything when I was young. And, but I dressed like a hippie. Yeah. And I was oh, like, yeah. I wasn't goth enough. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what's that about? I like, you know, but it's just all that, what you're talking about. But I think we consume mi- music in a different way now because, you know, yeah. you, like with Spotify, we, we don't tend to listen to albums the same way. Yeah. You know, it's no. more shuffle and stuff. So I do wonder if that has been a, a catalyst. Yeah. For that sort I, of I think the internet's made a huge difference because also back when we were younger, you would have the money to buy like one CD yeah. every week or month or whatever and and that was it. Yeah. So you didn't have the opportunity to experiment with different types of no. music as much. You were like, no, I can only afford to buy this many CDs yeah. so metal is my entire personality. Yeah. Yeah. I was like that, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I've got 12 both, quid, I need to buy the Tool album and nothing else. It bodes <laughs> yeah. well for these kind of gigs better I think as well is mm. because if this was like 20 years ago you'd have to stick with certain genres yeah. otherwise the crowds would get very confused and be yeah. wandering off and coming backwards and forwards all the time. Whereas now everyone sort of knows that in, in all these like bits yeah. all over the place, something will come on that's a bit out there and they won't be surprised by it. They'll be like, actually, I've heard a bit of this before and yeah. I'll stay and watch it instead. So. Yeah, no, I think and kids as well. I love it because all the kids are out there and it's like the kids are listening to like little kids. You know, it's nice for them to be around all different genres of music. Whereas there might have been a time when maybe even the kids wouldn't have been listening to... I, I think a lot more our festivals children listen to that, you know. Yeah, I, I think a lot more festivals are becoming family friendly as totally, well. Totally, I love that. Yeah, yeah. and like I, say, I think people, listeners are becoming more savvy as well to, to different genres. Well, and also you can't censor anything now. I mean, every time I'm in my car and I, my, my 11 year old, I'm like, "What is that swear that's on there?" He's yeah. like, "Mum, it says uncensored. Just shut up." Yeah. So you know, it's, oh, that, it's all good. that's one thing we've got to be very careful of today because. Some of our lyrics do have some swearing, so I've said to Billy, you've got to sense it. He does get very excited. <laughs> he does get very excited. Get yeah. Yeah. Where, where is, is he now? You oh, have he, so he, much actually, editing to do. He's, he's probably off somewhere, off somewhere being excited, I he's, guess. Uh, he says he got, he you're off the here. hook, Giles. Giles oh, yeah. <laughs> has to edit the episodes. We're like, you can swear, but it's just more work for Giles. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the plans going forward, though? So obviously you're doing this today. Um, have you got lots of other gigs lined up? Are uh, you doing recording? What's, what's not really, to be honest. No, no. <laughs> we, we recorded a, an EP. What, how many tracks is that? Nine? Nine, 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 nine odd, I think. Um, just before lockdown. And then the lockdown happened. And we just kind of put it out during lockdown, which I, looking back, I think might have been a mistake. We probably should have held on to it because it was really hard to promote it without getting out there and playing the gigs, I think. Because um, even though, obviously, the internet is there, I'm still... I much prefer the live aspect of it. So we've got that record. We're going to try and get some gigs and promote that. But any, we did have a few gigs lined up and then they got cancelled because of people are still a little bit wary over COVID. But it seems like things are opening up more yeah. now. So hopefully we're going to get some more booked and get going. But yeah, this is our only one of the year so far. Okay. Yeah. And with regards to recording, do you, do you guys go in the studio or do you do stuff yourself? What, what's the, how, how, do you, how do you work in it? In the past, I've always recorded it just myself at home and then we send it off for like a professional mastering uh-huh. but um i've recently i'm also in a band called bombay monkey right if you're 
aware of them at all. And uh, we've recently got a new drummer who's also a producer. He runs. It's always handy to get someone yeah, who knows what yeah. they're doing. He runs the studio <laughs> above the forum. Right. Okay. So I've been working with him a bit more, and I think next time we record, we'll just get him to do the full sure. recording rather than having to deal with our half-assed attempts of recording yeah. at home. <laughs> what would you record at home? You've got Logic or something like that? Uh, I record everything on Ableton. Yeah, so oh, right, okay. I've just, uh, people always say, oh, why don't you try this program? So I've used you get Ableton used to for things, so long. Yeah. yeah, I'm just used to it now, yeah. so I'll just stick with it. Yeah. No, you two need a techie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry. Your own. No, no, don't be sorry. What the hell are you talking about? I like it. I'm sure never see him again. I also found that for live performances, Ableton was great for that as well. I mean, it is called Ableton Live for a reason. Um, even though I don't use it live now, I think Billy really wants to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, when do you want? Yeah. So, now. What was I saying? Yeah, so uh, I use that for live stuff. Sure. So it was good for triggering stuff. But now we tend to just have the beats on DJ software and just run right, that. Okay. It's just when we're playing the guitars, it's a little bit harder to get on all of the course, buttons yeah, and all yeah, the triggering. Yeah, yeah. That's a thing that we would like the live drummer for because then they can be triggering. Yes, can hit triggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would be a nice. So yeah. what? So you're pretty techie. So what came first, the techie or the music, or was it a bit of both? Like, where did you learn? Like, yeah, I mean, I've always just been a massive nerd. So I <laughs> like my dad was a big gamer when yeah. I was a kid. So I grew up with computers always yeah. around the house, old Amiga 500s and things like that. Uh, and then I started learning guitar or bass when I was about 15. And then it didn't take that long until the two kind of came together, Mixed really. It, yeah. As soon as I had a computer that was good enough to record on, I started recording straight away and experimenting with effects. So. I love that about technology right now. And I, mm. do, and I do think in lockdown as well, it's like people have certainly sort of te technology has become, you know, we're appreciating it a bit more, the capabilities of it. Like some people already understood it, but there's so much more that you can do and communicate with each other. and. I mean, you know, my nine-year-old yeah. is making well, TikToks and like, yeah, she's got a YouTube. But at the same time, it's creative and I want to help her express that because that's the new generation. It's not the way, you know, you're looking after her, obviously checking. She's not talking to anyone yeah. she shouldn't be. But do you know what I mean? It's the way of being able to so The world's just going to get more tech-heavy. So the yeah. more that they can invest in that, the better, yeah, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I remember, like, there was a, an old program on... Or, game on PlayStation called like Music 2000s, which was like a, you just put the disc in, you play with samples. And I would say that was probably my first experience of creating electronic music, even though I wasn't really doing much other than dragging samples in. Well, I remember getting a, a, a hooky copy of Fruit Loops and oh, yeah. making about with that for, for, for hours. Like it all sounded really terrible, but it was fun <laughs> to play around yeah. with. That, that is one of like the most kind of well-known and respected um, DAWs now. Yeah, it's yeah. weird because back when I started, it was a bit yeah, of a joke. Yeah, it was a bit naff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now, like, real. I remember a friend of mine. We were in a, he, he, we were jamming and stuff together. And he was really into. He was just really into the police, but he suddenly got really into like Fruit Loops. He said, oh, "I got to try this Fruit Loops thing," and uh, awful music that we would come up with with it. But <laughs> I remember thinking it was quite sophisticated, but at the same time, all the sounds were pretty awful. But I think it's. Um, Probably yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, as long as you're experimenting with music, exactly, it's, it's yeah. all good. The amount of times I will work on a track and then at the end, I'll just close, don't save. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that exactly, was, that yeah. was terrible, but I've learned something at least. Yeah. In fact, I it, we normally work on songs for way too long, and so oh, we're yeah. bored of them by the end. But over lockdown, because we couldn't get together for practice, because Billy 
he lives in Essex. Right, okay, so, so he's spread out. Yeah, so it's difficult to get him, him down often, especially over lockdown. So I started a, a solo, like, lo-fi hip-hop project. Right. And I limited myself to one track a month. <laughs> and if whatever state the track is in at the end of that month, I release it. And that's really helped me get less precious. So yeah. maybe with Code Marla, we'll give that a try. Try that instead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably for the best. So yeah. how can people find out about yeah. you guys? Have you uh, got stuff online? Oh, they're yeah. going to later than live Type right us now, into so. Google. It yeah, all, it all comes up, all the it. standard stuff, Instagram, all of that. Yeah, well, I was saying that we're only on Instagram now because I decided to sack off Facebook. I got fed up with that. Yeah, so yeah, full of oldies now, isn't it? Where's it? You'll be on it on this. Not hip. It's not hip anymore. It's so funny how social media. I'll take you off that. All social media is like ten years old, but like Facebook's already for like middle-aged people. Facebook is so old. Facebook. It's like your grandparents go on that. Oh, what's LinkedIn then? Oh God. LinkedIn. Don't even go to LinkedIn. I mean, that is. My pillow's falling over. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah. Find your toys at your pram. That's yeah. always a good one as well. Okay, yeah. Go yeah, great. To our website. Spotify or Instagram is the best options. Fantastic. And well, it's been lovely to talk to you guys. Yeah, no, and uh, where can people see you in Time of Trials next? So, I don't know. <laughs> hanging around. Just around. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging around, <laughs> hanging around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, thank, so. you, thank you. Thank you. For no, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much good. for coming. Oh, no problem. Yeah, I hope the gig goes. I hope your your vocalist turns out. Yeah, well, so he keeps buzzing my watch. He's going to just run onto the stage as soon as you get on there. I'm excited to hear your swears. No, there will be no swears. I'm going to be in the crowd checking you out. We're like, <laughs> no, thank you. And I feel like my brain cells have grown a bit between you two yeah. talking. Right. Yeah, sorry. No, good, good to meet you guys. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, guys. <laughs>